You are now listening to the Cross Platform Chat Podcast. Welcome, this is episode 6 of Cross Platform Chat, a podcast about video games and nerdy things. My name is Matt, joined by one of my best gaming buddies on the microphone. Cross Platform Chat is a conversation among friends, and we bring our distinct perspectives on games, but we are cross-platform and backwards compatible. So our door is always open to gamers of all flavors, and we welcome you to the house of Cross Plat Chat. So pull up a chair, stay a while, why don't you? Hang out with the cool kids, let's chop this thing up. So right about now... Let me uh, welcome my partner in crime, my my bro ham sandwich, Devin, otherwise known as Sonic Boom in the room. Lotar Ogar. God, greetings, Sonic hi. Boom. I, I, hi, love you, love your body. Um, I miss the old days when you said apple pie astrology or whatever. <laughs> that was one week, and we called back to it more weeks than we actually said it. I know. Every week that goes by, by when you don't say it, we stray further from the light, and like just. Embrace yeah. your inner voice, Sonic Boom. It beckons us. We need to have that back on the show. Um, let's take this opportunity also. So, um, cross-platform chat is usually a trio, but unfortunately our bro-ham Greg, uh, Human Platinum, out again this week feeling under the weather. Please dress up, Greg. <laughs> Please rest up. Yeah. Get well for next he's gen, because it's like almost here. So I think he's just, he's just storing up his energy for next week. He's, uh, he's, he's building new up. console Eve. And he's just like, nah, I don't, I don't need to be there. I'm going to take some rest. He's charging up the batteries so that he can just, you know, get crunk on that next gen. Mm -hmm. I am getting world. But, uh, my self-imposed sabbatical from current gen has kind of led me astray to like things like playing games with my kid or playing world of Warcraft heavily, getting ready for the new expansion. So, um, I'm still very excited for new tech and it, you know, it's, it's just a great time of the year. Totally to, uh, agree. So, totally especially cause we're going to have like, Oh my God, the amount of games that are coming out. is just, Oh, it's going to be an overwhelming wave <laughs> to add to my backlog, which is yeah. already just, I want more games delayed. I just, it's a blessing. Wow. Really? Dude, I totally agree. You know? When I heard, when I heard cyberpunk, I was like, thank God, thank yeah. God it's delayed. Yeah. That's thank one that God it's delayed. But um, let's give a quick roadmap for the podcast. And uh, I say this every week, but I'm going to try and get to our conversation topics and actually be honest, because I feel like every week when I say the conversation topic, we either don't even touch on it or just don't talk about it at all. So uh, news this week is pretty light. Some uh, news coming out. Seemingly, the embargo is lifted on Xbox Series X and S. So there's like console reviews that are starting to pop up all over them. Internets. Um, a new story about PS5 launch day availability. Also, a, an interesting story about the PlayStation 5 expandable SSD, which we will get into. Um, otherwise, conversation topic of the week. It's really all about next generation, and I'm going to pull out the uh, next generation crystal ball. I want to talk about predictions, Sonic Boom. Predictions for next generation. How do we see this generation taking shape? Like, mm-hmm. what are the tent pull moments, signature moments, contributions, really anything that will make this generation special special so sonic boom 
Yes. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hi. What's up? Um, tell me what you've been playing this week. I guess oh, you already kind of spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> really, not much. Um, between fighting, internet not happening, two point oh. Uh, yeah. I fell back into WoW pretty hard, and uh, got some more Halloween wins in uh, Warzone. So, that, yeah, Halloween. Did a little Halloween event in Verdonkst. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was that word again? Verdonkst. That's right. Verdonkst. How was your Halloween last week, by the way? Did you guys uh, have a good family time? Yeah, one night we did family stuff, and another night we went over to some friends and uh, real low key. Pumpkins. You smashed yeah. pumpkins, be honest. Yeah. Monsters. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, not a very eventful uh, week. Yeah, uh, for video games for me, which is fine. You know, I'm kind of like trying to, you know, rest and relax and just get ready to be excited again. And damn so, right. This is just the calm before the storm. So it really is. It's like because I took time off next week. So I have three days off starting Wednesday. Oh, that's so bald. So dude. I have next Friday off and I'm already just counting it down like a fiend. God, I can't. Yeah. Wait. But then the missus is like, you're taking too much time off. We got to rein that in. I'm like, it's three days. Like, <laughs> it's like that. Can I not have three days? Yeah, I know. It's like, I told you this months in advance. Right. I was doing this, but it's exactly like, have you, surprised. you watch Bill Burr at all? Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, obviously, um, he was great in Mandalorian, but, uh, he, he was on Conan one time and he was just going off on women. <laughs> Don't want to be sexist, but. It was a now, it was a good skit, and it just reminded me of like, you just don't want me to have fun, do you? <laughs> like you saw, I was having fun. Yeah, and you're like, no, he, no, 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 I gotta put a, the kibosh on that. He so definitely we got, like, speaks to the woes of the married man. We yeah, believe it there. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to offend people. We don't get, yeah. we don't have that, uh, that clout. So, but we will, uh, we will suffice it to say, we'll, we'll we'll both have some time off next week. We're looking forward to it, and damn it, please just let us have a few days. That's all we ask. Yeah. Just universe. pretend I don't Can exist. Um. Okay. So, plan. You're uh, not playing a lot right now. No. What about you? Storm. How? Oh, me. Um. I picked up. I'm kind of in the same boat. Um. I picked up Ghost of Tsushima for like five minutes. Just when I got my new TV set up, I just wanted to God, how see good it was for it? like two seconds. It's it's enormous sonic boom. Here's my, here's the thing with me. I sit way too close to my television. There's like people who sit close and then there's people who like sit way too close. I'm literally like four feet from my television. You were pretty close in your old apartment. Dude, I, 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 love, I love it. I want to have to like turn my entire head to see one side. That's to not the good. Other, you know? It's not good for your eyes. <laughs> Bring it on. I don't care. My eyes can pop out of my damn head for all I care. Did um, your brother help you put that TV together? Yeah, he sure did. He had to. Then, this uh, thing is like, it's like holding a freaking bed mattress. It's yeah. huge. And it's well, when you really got those tiny thin. hands, so I just wondered I, if you had to like get the neighbor to help you too. And stop it right there. I know what you're doing. Just saying. Um, I have a massive television. If you know what I mean, it's massive, 65 inches around. Um, but yeah, he helped me around. set up the LG. Yeah, yeah. It's like an old drone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it. It, it was like really, really stressful because it's you have an LG C9. What do you have? Yeah, it's ridiculously thin. It it's, freaks me hell out. It's I'm thinner like, than your than your phone. The screen. I, I hate it. I hate it. Oh, yeah. Because every time I'm moving it, I'm like, 
I feel like I'm about to fold a piece of paper. Screw this thing. Yeah, I'm in the mistake of trying to lift it myself after putting it face down on a couch. And then it started to like wobble and bend. It's like, uh, I might yes. crack this thing in half like an idiot. And I just bought it. Yeah, I so. was in the same boat. I was freaking out. I was in a bad mood. I was like, dear God, just get me through this. Dear God, if you're there listening. Uh, so I played Ghost of Tsushima for like five minutes just to see how it looks. And it looks amazing. Incredible. The damn TV is way too big and I'm sitting way too close. Just like I uh, like I like it. So I can't wait no. to hook up my PS5. Um, what about nerdy pickups? Because I've got a special one for you. Mm. Nerdy pickup. No. I don't even start cataloging. I'm sure I bought an Amiibo or something. Uh, I bought a new controller for my Amiibo? Switch. Oh, yeah. Well, what did I get last? Uh, ooh. Like Bulbasaur or something. I don't know. It was like on sale. Anyway, uh, I, I got a Link Amiibo. corded Switch controller for the for the Switch. Oh, dope. That's yeah. cool. Because uh, I was trying to play new Super Mario U Brothers, Luigi U. All Star. What is it? <laughs> and, uh, with the Man. little Wecon turned sideways and my big mammoth just paddles of hands. Like, it, just, <laughs> it was, you know, it, it was. Man, you think that PS4 controller is bad? That thing is holy. So I bought a new controller. Um, so and it's got Link on it. Controller is amazing. Yeah. Stop with yourself. Uh, did you go rage mode in that game this week and like, you know, break something? Because didn't you say that game was just infuriating? You? Oh, yeah. No, I want to pump my baby. Uh, <laughs> Please don't do that. Sonic. No, we don't recommend it. Don't pump babies. Don't pump babies. Just take some deep breaths. Well, that's cool. Speaking of controllers, Sonic Boom, I got my dual sense. It was shipped Ooh. to me this week. These are my yeah. first thoughts. These are my thir- first thoughts. One, uh, I, I'm way more excited than I thought I was. I heard the doorbell ring, um, and I like jumped out of my seat because I knew exactly what it was, and I was like giddy. I was like a giddy child all the way up the stairs. Um, tore into that box. Form factor reminds me a lot of the Xbox controller, which I think is a good thing for most mm-hmm. people. Um, I, I think the Xbox controller is is stellar it's a great design so i'm totally fine with that i do have enormous hands and they're powerful hands so i need a nice big powerful controller okay yeah mm-hmm. um if it's heavier than dualshock 4 it feels more premium and i know that's a broken record because i think a lot do of you think it's because of the uh does it have a bigger battery in it it does have a bigger battery i oh, am interested to see if that actually means more game time because they're because of the haptic the haptics and the um the technology in the controller, I think it's going to take more power to run it, probably. So, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe that's essentially another motor, at least, on each trigger. Yeah, so. yeah there's there's more in it. So, And you can tell when you pick it up. Um, Good. I went digging through my closet because I was like, I, I know that I have an Xbox One controller somewhere, and I found one. So I was really able to see, not only comparing it to the DualShock 4, but to an Xbox One controller. Um, it's definitely heavier than DualShock 4. The the sticks are firm, nice and firm. They're more firm than the DualShock 4. I've the sticks on the Xbox One controller seem not as firm. Um, I don't know if that's that's kind of like stick firmness. <laughs> Some what I, was that? A, <laughs> was there an S in the beginning of that yeah. word you just said? Stick. Stick? Yeah, I like my sticks nice and firm. I like my sticks firm, and I don't. It's just kind of a personal preference thing. Um, I, I, you know. Pepsi Coke, whatever. 
triggers yeah. feel more substantial than the DualShock 4. Like they're not brittle. Um, they, they, you can tell that there's some resistance in there. I'm so interested to play it and see how it, see how those babies work. Um, I was talking to Greg, um, and he was saying that he felt like the D-pad was mushy, and I've actually heard that from several people. I didn't notice it at first, but certainly when you compare it to the Xbox One controller, because the Xbox One has like really clicky D-pad, um, I, which I like that too. I'm totally fine with that. But is, the, is yours an the, older gen Xbox controller? Xbox One. What is with the D-pad? I feel like D-pad. They just after how many years of gaming, we still cannot get that thing figured out. <laughs> I don't understand it. I really don't. Personally, I don't touch the D-pad a ton. It's usually like menu navigation, but. I know what you mean. And like the D-pad, for example, on like the pro controller for the switch, I think is really good. Um, yeah. But even that one, I don't, it's not like my primary, I don't know. It's not my primary movement. No, you know? and it's, but, I can't remember the last time it was a primary thing Yeah. for me yeah. either, but, but still, and it's 2020 for God's sake. Yeah. Figure D-pad it out. Was, Come on. The D-pad was you put a man on the moon, like 50 years ago. Figure that out. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> But uh, the D-pad and the like symbol face buttons feel a lot like a DualShock 4 to me. But otherwise, it's heavier, feels good. The form factor has changed. It's more like an Xbox in that regard. And it's the first thing I'm going to play on my PS5 is Astro, just because I want to to feel that thing. I want to see what that thing can do. I'm really You're going to blow your controller? That's right. I am going to blow my controller. Nice. My Blow my controller, that has firm sticks. and Firm blowing I, firm on blowing. that stick. Confirmed. I can't wait. So that's my nerdy pickups. Um, let's see anything else. Amazon, uh, just in terms of nerdy pickups, like Amazon is starting to date things that they're shipping PS5 related. Probably the same for Xbox Series is. Um, but I think I have another peripheral on its way tomorrow. Yeah, I but... was literally checking that stuff as you signed in, and I don't have a single thing that says, "Oh yeah." It's coming. Everything's still in like pre-order status. So I'm kind of yeah. sad. That sucks. I'm sorry. Because rumors, speculations, there's people out there that have already gotten their Xboxes. Like some guy in Canada is like, I just got my Xbox. This is cool. Oh, yeah. I did start to hear that. Dude, that would be so sweet. Oh, that would be so cool. I Both my... <laughs> Two of my PS5s have given me estimation dates. <laughs> Two of your pyramid? No, actually three in the pyramid. One from Sony and two from Amazon. Um, I haven't heard anything from GameStop. I'm sure they're going to... I'm sure the bottom's going to fall out on that bucket, but oh well. Whoever gets here first wins. Then everyone else can screw themselves. Um, all right, Sonic Boom. I would like to start <clears throat> the weekly news, uh, but I can't do yes. that. I no. can't do that until we you got something flutter, else to flutter do. Bombs. Flutter bombs. We got flutter bombs, baby. Flutter bombs. And uh, just for all of our new listeners, you know, we have tens of thousands of listeners worldwide. But for new listeners, if you're out there, flutter bombs, it's just a segment of random topics, random topics of conversation segment. Usually it's just, you know, the musings of an old man. I am that old man. So I apologize for that. But if you want to show. Age. Yeah, we're old, man. We're old. We're aging. Maybe we're not old, but we're. No, we're we're plenty old. Oh yeah, we're elderly. Yeah. Um, anyway, sit through Flutter Bombs. It's just house rules, and of course, Flutter Bombs is named after a beautiful game. And I think it's on Game Pass, right? No, it was on. It's not it, on Game. No. Oh, that's a travesty. It's, it's it should be it should be picked up. They need to get that studio, but no, sadly it not should. yet. 
Um, anyway, Flutter Bombs is a game about butterflies seeking world domination through laser laser combat, you know, or whatever <laughs> well, Greg duh. was saying. You know, the usual. Yeah, the usual. It's also Greg's game of the year for 2020. We respect that. Okay, Flutter Bombs topic. I'm going to try and make this quick. I say that every week. It never happens. Um, so just stick with me on this one. Okay, right. smells, aromas, that is. I, mm-hmm. I think, uh, Sonic Boom... I'm like 90% human, but like 10% bloodhound. Uh, yeah. I can smell like I can smell a cupcake from like three football fields deep. That just means you're a fat kid. <laughs> I mean, ex fat kid, ex fat kid. Um, I also have some like goddamn fox ears, but that's neither here nor there. Um, they say that smells trigger uh, memory like stronger Vividly. than any other. Vividly. Yeah. And you know it when you smell it. Yeah. So in that spirit, I would like this court to consider the fact that the original Xbox was the smelliest launch hardware of all time in a good way. It smelled like the future to me. I was just thinking about this this week because it's like the most vivid memory probably that I have about a launch day console because of that smell. I smelled that thing right when I opened it up. I was like, this thing is just wafting into my soul right now. New console smell is just, it's the kisses of angels. (laughs) It is the kisses of angels. And we all know it when we smell it because you open up a new console and you're like, where does my nose go on this thing? Because I'm going to just jam my nose up the ass of whatever this thing is. And I'm going to just breathe in that memory. Anyone that's ever bought a brand new Nintendo 64 can vividly recall that. That smell, as I'm telling you right now, you're oh, smelling yeah. it, and it's just it's the styrofoam, it's that plastic bag, that's oh, that yeah. new plastic. Oh, I get in there. I, I get in there. I thought we weren't going to make an MSAR, AMR, ASMR. Yeah, I thought we were doing that show. Wait, that's that sounds. That sounds well. We can we can like do a revolution in ASMR where we also do smell. We'll figure it out. But anyway, launch. It smells are, hardware it smells baby and smells Xbox are number one, one next to very close second is peeling the plastic off oh yeah because the original oh. xbox it had that like sheet of plastic over the top of the console do yeah. you remember that it was it was like a fruit roll up well had that like piano finish so it's like this thing's just gonna collect scratches and fingerprints so gotta protect yeah. it somehow OG Xbox, man. I, I haven't played that thing in forever. But yeah, whenever I want to like. Oh, I'm thinking of the one. Never mind. Memory. No, I'm talking about OG. Yeah, OG. No, OG was a matte. That was a matte finish. And I got that thing a week early. I got that yeah. thing a week early. And it was like that was like before people knew what Halo was going to be. Did, you, did you get it from the GFL? I did. Ooh. I absolutely did. I, That's I a whole other topic. That is a whole other topic. And I don't want to go to jail right now. But Wait, why? why would you go to jail? I got the console early. I broke, oh. a, I broke street date. You didn't break it. They broke it. That's true. But yes, I, those were in the days. Those were like the Wild West days. Street dates. Those were. And, but now, if you're a little guy <laughs> that only sold, you know, a handful of units. But yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, whenever I want to conjure my memories, I just smell an Xbox One control. Oh, an OG Xbox control. And I remember Halo. So that's my God, that's my floor dude, bomb. Smells. It's like a it's like putting on a fresh pair of socks. It's straight I out of the package. Do, do yourself a favor. Go smell a console. Right now. Right now. Right now. So let's smell some newsy news, shall we? Dope. All right. Newsy, newsy news is kind of light this week, so let's get it going. Uh, marking an apparent embargo lift just today, November 5th, Xbox hardware reviews from major outlets seem to have surfaced all over the Internet. 
with unilateral praise for an array of features, including backwards compatibility, quick resume, and amazing load speeds provided by the SSD are among the many impressions. Um, I, I just kind of pulled some <clears throat> some sort of quotes from Digital Foundry and IGN. I don't know if I have to go through all these. They had generally great things to say about the console itself. Digital Foundry said, Ultimately, I believe that in Series X, Microsoft has indeed delivered an excellent next-generation system, but one that likely won't show its many strengths at launch. Part of that is down to its lack of first-party titles that really put the new technology through its paces, and another part is very much down to Microsoft's vision of a more gradual evolution of gaming as opposed to a generational revolutionary shift. Um, he goes on and on, but, <clears throat> you know, he, I, th- I think this has kind of been the the message that I've been Yeah, they're at. really not saying too much more than it's already been said. Like, amazing har- hardware, great hardware, a uh, huge jump in, you know, technology shift. It's like a PC in a box, you know, uh, things that have been talked about the last several weeks with all the AMD, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff with there. But uh, yeah, I I didn't get to read a lot of them, but pretty much everyone had the same sentiment of great piece of hardware. Let's see some games. Yeah. And so. again, like you kind of said, like, I, th- I think it's props to Microsoft for distributing their consoles. So I don't know, so early and so yeah transparently like there there's not really to me there were not any like big i don't know discoveries that they hadn't already either hinted at or already kind of said straight up you know yeah which is weird that the the layers of embargo have just been so (laughs) kind of odd because there's so much that's already out there and so much already discussed that and each influencer and outlet had a different almost seemed like they had a different embargo because I heard people talking about this, that, and the other, and then I listened to a different podcast and like, I can't talk about that yet. It's like, yeah, right. Yeah. It's kind of weird. But, uh, it seems to me like the embargo, at at least at the very least was not as strict with the the Xbox. I have no evidence to support that. I just feel like I've heard a lot about the Xbox even before today. So, and that's to their, I, to their credit, to Microsoft's credit, and yeah, the, you know, I think the, they were con- they were confident about yeah, it. Yeah, so. the message and marketing has been hands down a complete 180 from even like a year ago. Like, yeah, they were dropping the ball last year. You know, with any, I can't think of anything on top of my head, but it's just like they were making mistakes. It's like, didn't you like <laughs> learn <laughs> from last time? You know, yeah, just right, right. They were just constantly kicking their own butts. And uh, this year, it seems like they got their ducks in a row. So yeah, good on them. I definitely, I mean, it it continues just the trajectory since Phil took over. I think this is this is the best place Xbox has mm. been, in my, yeah. opinion, in my opinion, for a long time. So hopefully they continue that. I think they will. All right. Next news story. Uh, Sony confirms that the PlayStation 5 will not support SSD storage expansion at launch. This week, Sony has confirmed to The Verge that you won't be able to expand SSD storage on the on day one for the PlayStation 5. While the PlayStation 5 features a dedicated internal slot that can theoretically fit standard stick-shaped M.2 SSDs, the slot will apparently be disabled out of the box. Mark Cerny states, It's great if it happened by launch, but it's unlikely that it will, excuse me, that it's likely to be a bit past it, so please hold off on getting that M.2 drive until you hear from us in the future. Um, apparently, first of all, this is kind of perplexing to me. 
Um, I know that, like, <laughs> if you date back all the way, God, when was the Road to PS5 talk? Like in March or something? that amazing speech that yeah. Bernie gave, he was talking specifically about M.2 SSDs. And I know that like the technology generally is trying to catch up with where the PlayStation five is clocked at. And he was saying, you know, like they need a floor speed of 5.5 gigabyte gigabytes per second of bandwidth to even be compatible with the PS five. And then there's also that's... a size <laughs> restriction too. Yeah. That's up there. So, yeah. I mean, know. This is like a 1% problem. I mean, this is, you know, first world problem, really. Because um, not a lot of people are going to be looking to update that day one, I don't think. Because, A, there's not a, a big availability of those that meet the specs. There's what, yeah. one, one Samsung or was it Samsung or? I know Western Digital had some uh, that yeah. meet the speed spec is what. Yeah, I there's not a lot out there that actually, um, you know, meet the requirements. But there'll be more, obviously. But uh I think they just decided to focus on the dev kits. Um, that's yeah. why I feel like one of the reasons why PlayStation is so much more easier, not so much, but from word on the street, it's easier to develop for mm-hmm. than the Xbox is because they had their development kits out and ready and finalize a lot quicker than Xbox. Xbox was waiting on that RDNA two uh, from AMD. So they didn't have everything finalized and ready to go. Um, so their tool set isn't as uh, feature rich as PlayStation's. So, you know, yeah, it's, with, ev- um, with, with everything going on, it's one of those, you know, sacrifices had to be made. And it was an expansion slot because, you know, now if it's something that they don't have in a year or two, then that's going to be troubling. But, you know, just use an SSD like an external. That's what most people are going to be doing anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely agree with you. This is like a one percenter problem. Definitely, most likely, you know, nobody's gonna need expandable memory anyway. I mean, to be honest with you, I probably would have considered it for no reason other than I couldn't have it. But um, it's it's interesting to me that they say where was it? They basically disable it. So like even it maybe perhaps even if you had a Western Digital or whoever made one that's compatible in size and speed on paper. It's like seems like it's maybe software disabled out of the box and they'll enable that later. It's really weird. Yeah, it's probably just disabled in the BIOS. So yeah. I'm sure you give it a week and someone's going to have it hacked. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, hack source. So, but yeah, so anyway, I, that was a thing. I was kind of interested to hear that. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure like come January when these when, uh, you know, M.2s are more readily available in the spec that they need, they might just flip the switch and whatever it works now. Yeah. I mean, as much as you want to have that big beefy hard drive, just get an SSD for now, kids, and then wait, because the prices are going to go down and the sizes are going to go up and you'll be, you'll be glad you waited. <laughs> you'll be rolling in the gigabits. Or yeah. Like the gateway one for the Xbox. I'm going to wait on because it's, it's expensive and it's only a gig. So I'd rather wait yeah. to get at least, at least a minimum of two. Is that the two increments? Just a gig and two? What What are the increments for those? Do you know? Right now, it's just one. Just the single. Okay. Yeah. So. Interesting. But uh, more vendors and sizes will be available later on. I'm yeah. sure uh, Seagate's got a six or 12 month something. I don't know. They've got something. You know, cause they got a big deal with them. You know, they've always yeah, right. been partners. So I'm sure there's some kind of exclusivity yeah. um, with that. I could see that. I could see that. All right, next newsy news topic. Um, it was announced on the PlayStation blog just today, November 5th, 
that all launch day PS5 consoles sold through to non-pre-order customers will only be available online and not in store. Uh, this is taken from the blog, like I said, begin quote, in the interest of keeping our gamers, retailers, and staff safe amidst COVID-19, today we are confirming that all day that all day of launch sales will be conducted through the online stores of our retail partners. No units will be available in store for purchase on launch day, which is November 12th or 19th, depending on your region. So please don't plan on camping out or lining up at your local retailer on launch day in hopes of finding a PS5 console for purchase. Be home, stay safe, place your order online. So I personally think that this is because they don't have any. Yeah, I think they uh, both manufacturers just sold as many as they could online because of all things considered. Yeah. And the likelihood of having anything left over is just non-existent. Slim to Uh, nada. Yeah, because everything was done online pretty much with the exception of a few in-store orders. But uh, yeah, I saw it was a GameStop and Target got out there with some leaked ads yeah i've heard, I I've say heard leaked, that but some ads saying like hey we'll have stuff but it's online for like black friday so has it uh, hasn't the xbox popped up from time to time for microsoft direct am i, am I yeah that? microsoft store had a few and then best buy was like sporadically popping up hmm. like throughout like a random tuesday um so those been trickling out as well so I, i'm skeptical i mean uh I, I think jim ryan was just saying a few like weeks ago they had sold as many ps5 consoles in 12 hours than they did in the first 12 weeks for ps4 so i think all their through allotment is completely completely vouched vouched for and he had even said you know if you want a ps day ps5 on launch day that you if you didn't pre-order you may not be able to find one so i think i think they're done yep gone but you know i mean the demand for both machines is just exponential Cray, since cray. the last two releases so it is cray, cray. it's not i mean it's unfortunate for those that couldn't secure one but it's not really a shocker i wonder what the uh i remember you know when they were when the xbox um series x and s pre-sales had happened the big surprise to me was that they were relatively strong in japan I would kind of wonder like what the pre-sale figures are for Xbox compared to Xbox one. Do you, do you know off the top of your head or generally do you think no. they sold more of the series? The series is. Um, yeah, probably. I, I would guess so too, but I don't, I haven't seen any figures on it, but yeah, I mean, I don't I would guess I, so too. I have zero information to back that up, but, um, I, I think worldwide, the numbers were stronger than they were before. But I mean, when you're coming out with a machine that's as strong as the Xbox or you Series X or S and you have, you know, the the messaging is clear this time around and people aren't sitting there wondering about used games and Internet and all that. Yeah, right. that plagued them the last gen. Um, it's just bound to happen, you know. Yeah, they, they, so. they know what they're buying. Yeah. Um, here's some rumor and speculation. I don't know. If, I didn't know if I wanted to throw this into the news, but this damn story won't die. Rumor has it that Silent Hill is going to make an appearance at the video at the Game Awards show, which is in December, December 12th, and that it's on PS5, exclusively on PS5, developed by Konami. This story won't die. So at this <laughs> point, I guess it's if there's smoke, we'll see if there's a fire, but 
Have you been hearing this at all? It, it's you know, it's just it's that three week that three month cycle. You know, there's a big new conference coming up. Let's talk about Silent Hill and exclusivity. Yeah. Push you know? the button on the rumor mill. Let's go. Yeah. No, I, I haven't heard anything concrete um, about anything really. I mean, other than just whispers in the storm. Like, yeah. Did, did you hear the rumor that Metal Gear Solid is being developed by Naughty Dog? That's a good one. <laughs> no, I haven't heard that one at all. Okay. Or that was completely hard debunked. That one was confirmed bullshit. So. Yeah, Jim Ryan tweeted. He's like, "There's no <laughs> plans right now." Thank you. It was a DM to me. He, he yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get a topic of the show going. Sonic Boom. Okay. Are we done with the news? Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, it's yeah. very, very light. It's very light. I had one other thing. Gran Turismo Seven apparently scheduled to release in first half, first half of 2021. Hmm. That's that's another. That was actually based on a YouTube PlayStation official ad that had that in like the bottom fine print of this video. So yeah. Hmm. But hey, I it doesn't yeah. shock me. They had the damn thing running, and it's. I think it's just a more or less um, Gran Turismo Sport that's modified for the PlayStation 5. So I, they have the engine, they have everything going. So it wouldn't shock me that it's sooner than you think. That is all. Topic of the show. Let's do it. Are you, are you ready for this? I am. Here, let me get a drink of beer and, uh, I mean... Uh, Swig it down, baby. Beverage. Some Bev. Next Generation starts next week, Sonic Boom, as we have been saying for weeks now. It's like five days. It's so freaking insane. That is insane. It is, it is crazy. It is we're going to be smelling consoles and <laughs> we're gonna unwrapping be our boxes and, there. Yeah. Yep. and shoving styrofoam packaging up our nose. And Yeah, yeah. it's going to be smelly and it's going to oh, be did awesome. Did I ever tell you about my PS2 debacle? No. So tell I pre-ordered it and it came late. Okay. And then when I opened it, the tray was slightly out like the, oh, the disc tray and I tried to pull it or I don't, I did something in the faceplate popped right off. Oh dear. A God, brand new no. $400 machine. Oh my broken day one. I had to super glue it back on. <laughs> it's classy. Keep it classy. Yeah. Were you happy yeah. about that? Did you curse loudly? Oh, I was so, oh, I was yeah. so just like down in the dumps that I'd oh. spent all this money on this thing that, you know, it turned out to be just a hunk of plastic, you know, you poor man. I'm sorry. As PS2 was. Now, it's funny because um, I, I, as you know, but the, the listeners, tens of thousands of listeners don't know. I actually worked in a used video game store for many, many years. And when you work that side of the beat, when you're in the belly of the beast, you see video games differently. And you also see yeah. like the reoccurring issues with consoles like, OK, I generally I can tell you the problems with what what's happened with the PS2. I can generally tell you the problems that happened with the Xbox 360. I can generally tell you things that happened with the DS, the clamshell, the, you know, mm, like all of their, yeah. all of these consoles have their, their tendency the things. To, to break. Do you remember what game we used to run? Cause we both worked at the same used game store. That wasn't a GameStop. Yeah. Let's right. put that, or put that baby to bed. It wasn't GameStop. So don't, that's right. That's um, right. Don't send us hate mail. Play yeah, no, no. It was it overlapped a little bit, but your tenure kind of ended before I was in full swing. But uh, do you remember what game we used to use to test the PS2? I used, okay, the PlayStation 2 had two different formats. Obviously, it was a mm-hmm. compact disc, which were blueback discs. I mm-hmm. used Contra Shattered Soldier. That yeah, was the game that uh, I Maybe that was the that was that notoriously was the, baby, yeah. the hardest game to run on that system. Yeah, and if it runs the, Contra, it does anything under the sun. Yeah. 
we pop that in. If it ran, we yep. immediately took that system for cash or credit. That's right. That's right. And if it and didn't, it gave us the, the discrete error or Dr. Dre, as we called it. The dis- uh, yeah. <laughs> we were like, nope, sorry. Then you or we, took it at, we would take it at reduce because we'd send it to Denver to get fixed. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um, I can tell you like nine times out of 10, I can fix the problem with the PlayStation 2. I'm not going to say it wouldn't be a permanent fix. But it was ridiculously simple. I could make it work for at least three to four more months. I could squeeze out some more milk out of that. Did you guy. wrap it in a towel and put it in the oven? No, oh, that was a I didn't Wait, do. Yeah, I did that with. I tried the towel trick with my 360. I went through four of them, and I could never get that trick to work for me. No, and I was so did. upset about it. I was like, that had to have been just an old wives' tale. There's no way because you're not going to get it hot enough to melt solder back onto a, a chip. And that was the thing, like, I I, I tried it. I I think with, like, the third one, I started to try it. And I'm like, this is, even as I was doing it, I'm like, this is so stupid. This is not going to work. I'm just, I'm a dumbass, and someone is laughing at my expense somewhere in the world. So I felt stupid. You were like that guy that was like, oh, your your phone won't charge? Try put it in the microwave. That'll (laughs) charge it. And you're like, okay. It's on high. Yeah. There you go. God damn. Yeah, but the Xbox 360, man, that, that was... You know, looking back, like Microsoft responded to that super well. I remember when they finally had like their console replacement program thing going. Yeah. Like they sent you a box. They sent you postage. The cardboard coffin. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And like they flipped it really quick. And it was it was actually really good. I looking back, it's like it's kind of amazing that they I think it kind of speaks to their dominance at the time because that really didn't stop that train almost at all. It was crazy. So, good on them. Did you ever listen to the Unlocked that had Peter Moore and I think it was Phil Spencer and oh, they were talking and they talked about that and how Peter Moore was like writing math out on a cocktail napkin when it was brought to his attention that the thing they kind of like overlooked and said this won't be too much of a problem became a massive problem and he mathed out how it's gonna be like a three billion dollar you know issue <laughs> yeah yeah no <laughs> i have heard that, that i have heard that issue but it's been our error excuse me that episode it's been a really long time that that stuff's really uh really interesting to me and i and i think that the um the xbox 360 obviously it changed xbox forever and it made it a mainstay certainly the Xbox, the original Xbox was awesome, but the Xbox 360, I think, was definitely their pronouncement that like we're not going anywhere, and yeah. not only are we not going anywhere, we're going to be a factor from here on out, and I think that's held true. But like ever since the 360, I think they have definitely like over-engineered the cooling <laughs> for like every Xbox. I think Apparently everyone has. One. I think yeah, no, everyone did. No, it's. I mean, the PS3 cooling solution was pretty dang good too. That fan was huge. Yeah. So they knew what they were doing, but. Yeah, every system since then has been just all about cooling. Speaking so. of the uh, cooling for the Xbox Series X, I do remember um, reading just today from several people that it's like super, super quiet. It doesn't shock me because I've I've been hearing that the Xbox Series X in particular, it's like really slick the way that they engineered it vertically. I, I know that they say that you can lay it down or stand it up, but I really think it was designed to stand up and that's just where they want the airflow mm-hmm. to go. It, yeah, I mean that's why there's that um got the, the stand out, baby. the stand on the bottom you can't oh, yeah, take it off because that's out. where that's where the air comes comes in from the from the bottom. So Sorry, from the bottom now we're here. Yeah. So uh they say. 
it's a monolith. It's just this just hulking piece of power that looks good. So yeah, that's why the little logos, you know, it's fashioned for yeah. standing, not laying down. No, I, th- I think the look of it's really cool. I, I yeah. thought from the beginning it was a really, uh, just really smart little block. I like the way it looks. Yeah. Um, All right, so topic. What were we getting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, topic of the show. Um, next gen predictions. I want to hear like, what are your thoughts? And it, I don't know if you had anything prepared. I've got a couple of things. They're, you know, these are designed to be fun, so they don't have to be like well reasoned necessarily. If you just have some crazy ass idea, tin, you can put on your tinfoil hat. It's okay. Okay. It's a safe space for tinfoil hats. Tinfoil hats welcome. Um, I've got a couple thoughts. Like I said, do you have anything you would like to lead off with, or would you like me to lead off? Um, I'll start with the safe ones. Um, okay. Yeah. Hit me. We'll say, uh, streaming the X cloud service and ultimate game pass. I think that's just going to be, that's going to blow up between their new focus for like the Asian market and how they're really putting a lot of effort into game pass and streaming. Yeah. We're going to see it just get silly numbers this next seven, eight years. Like I think how we saw digital sales increase to where it's what one to one now or even more. It's exceeded. Yeah. Yeah. It's exceeding. Like, I think, I think we're going to see that, um, that level of enthusiasm and adoption Mm -hmm. here in like seven, eight years. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. I think secretly Microsoft is trying to get themselves out of the, hardware business by having just a streaming service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a long-term goal for them. So let me ask you this. Um, I'll just ask the hard question straight up front. Do you think that they will reclaim the crown in the North American region? Ooh. Uh, because... yes, with the series S because that $300 price tag, it's a sweet spot. And a lot of people bag on it because it doesn't do 4K, but it'll most have some ray care. tracing. It'll have. I don't think most people care about 4K. No, it's really still don't. like 4K TVs is like the uh, adoption rate on that is like not even 30 percent. Most people still have 1080p. Mm-hmm. So being able to get a system that does up to 440 and plays all the next gen games has the load speeds, has CPU speeds. Yeah. Um, all that it just yeah. doesn't do the the output of a 4k machine like that's going to be amazing at the price tag so i think they are going to use that to really sell consoles and i say um they're going to sell enough to where they start announcing numbers again i will be really interested to see <clears throat> it's interesting because usually when i ask you about like um console launch and kind of like gaining traction with sales for you, you're pretty consistent with the price point of launch hardware. I don't disagree with you necessarily. For some reason in my mind, I keep, it's not that I'm like underrating the Series S. I just, I kind of keep forgetting about it. And like, it's cool that they have that as a side piece. It's like a side hustle because that makes them really like flexible with wherever what with like two directions that they could go with the xbox brand as as far as it relates to hardware you know like that could become in a year from now maybe that becomes the standard or kind of the 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 average consumer mm-hmm. console and then you still have the high end for your core xbox guys but 
it could very well be that that thing kind of takes over be the lead skew. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. I mean, really cool. even Phil was saying like, I fully expect the S to outsell the X. Like yeah, hands really, down. really. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's, well, I mean, too. it's cheaper to make, it's cheaper to sell. Um, it's smaller. Like you can get more in a box. Like it's just everything about it. Logistically, financially. Yeah. It's just gonna, it's going to sell better, you know? And I think if X, if Microsoft wanted, they could have sold the Xbox at a loss, a bigger loss than they are now uh-huh. to, to your point of my, my uh, whole price point thing. Um, but they knew that they could sell it at 500 and have no problem because mm-hmm you know, all the new hardware that's been coming out recently, the last couple of years has been that higher price point and tech heads have had no problem paying that price. So they're like, well, let's just go the other way. Let's just make our bottom one even cheaper. So like 300, you know, yeah. like that's $200 disparity is that's, that's a big gap. So yeah, that's significant. Yeah. That is significant. I'll... It's interesting also though, that like pre-sales, it didn't seem like they allotted very many, um, Series S for pre-sale, which tells me either they know who's going to buy at launch, which is your core, so your, you know, your Series yeah. X folks. But that tells me also that they probably plan on shipping a hell of a lot of Series S in the next six months. Maybe. Yeah, I, I bet year. the factories are just pumping those out now for you know the Q2 and Q3s of next year. Yeah. Um, because they're going to get as much money back as they can with the, the X. Yeah. Um, um all right what about you what's your your heavy hitter yeah see i guess i'll kind of riff on that i guess this one's not a shocker but i just wanted to dovetail because i agree with you i think game pass and the way that they have their um sales model set up it's gonna change like software delivery forever in the console space and i i think that Microsoft, like I, I, it's funny because like with the xbox one i think they got a little ahead of themselves because they wanted to push a digital future. They wanted to do it like, you know, six years ago they wanted mm-hmm. to. Do it. Uh, that's their strength as a company, and that's where I think they see themselves really taking over. And I, I definitely see that as a possibility for sure for them. Um, yeah, they wanted to be the next Steam. Like, yeah, Steam has did. amazing sales because they're all digital, and yeah, people they, whined and cried yeah. about it. And it's like, well, if you want better prices, like it's gonna. The first couple of years are going to suck, but you no, know, I, it, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a process. It's a process. It's a, it's, yeah. I'm really saying. And um, the fun one thing that I definitely believe about the gaming industry or or consumer sales for gaming, it's really finicky and it doesn't behave like a lot of other industries that are technology driven that you would think would follow the same cycle. You know, like we've also had the kind of rise of a lot of other subscription services like Netflix, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, that make this the right time for them to do it. Um, but you know, when, with the original Xbox one, with the DRM whole thing, it just, the gaming community is really finicky and they're, they're oddly picky and they're oddly just kind of whiny. <laughs> I hate to say it, that. They are. Kind of no. whiny. And I'm part of that, too. Like, I cling to some really archaic things like my physical media. And I'm just kind of like this relic of an era that is quickly dying. It is quickly dying. And, you know, Microsoft, I don't think they're still kind of seen as like a newer kid on the block in some ways. And I think that they just 
it's cool that they kind of lead the charge. It just the the market wasn't ready for it. I'm I'm skeptical that we're all together ready for it in some ways, but I do think it's time. But more, I guess, getting back to my point, like by the end of this console cycle, Sony is going to pivot to some hybrid service that will offer a membership of first party titles. They have with the PlayStation 5, they're introducing this PlayStation collection, which is like PS4 games, really, really high quality first. I mean, it's like they're gems that they're offering as a PlayStation collection. I see them expanding that to include PS5 first party games with a membership like tiered basis. It won't be cheap, um, but they're going to do that by the end of this console cycle because of what Microsoft is doing with Game Pass. And I think Sony sees that future coming. Um, Yeah, software delivery is going to change forever. Yeah, they're gearing up. I mean, they're partnering with Microsoft to get those Azure, uh, you know, server stuff. Yeah, right. So it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming. coming. I mean, they have two SKUs for the PS5. One of them, one of them is digital only, so that tells you the writing on the wall right there too. There, <clears throat> but I don't think that Sony won't be prepared in some way. I mean, they have their IPs that are, that's the lifeline of their company, and that's why they've invested in them also, and why I think when that future comes too, Nintendo will be well positioned because they've invested literally 35 years to build their brand recognition. You know, so yeah. Speaking of pricing, uh, this time next year, do you see all games, majority of games coming out priced at seventy dollars? Hmm. PlayStation's about it, and the two K series is about it. I'm sure EA will be about it, and Activision will be about it here very, very soon. It's you know, it's so interesting. Like, I don't think sales are no. I I don't. Well, okay. I see that price point sticking for the foreseeable future. I think companies want to make money. And I think gamers, oddly also, because we love these products and we treat them like, I don't know. We we sometimes don't want to see companies as making money for some reason. Because the things they make we love and for, I don't know why. I, yeah. I guess all I'm saying is like, you forget the fact that these people are in it to make money. Yeah, which is true. Um, and they make probably, a lot of it. None of these companies make, are. Go- yeah. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. None of these companies are going poor. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, it's it's going to be really interesting. Like just the the pioneering of like Game Pass. It's kind of it's so funny because I feel like they are trying to turn the traditional sales model on its head, and it's kind of bucking the system, sort of. And Sony I've... is clinging, clinging to the traditional sales model. I think they will do it as long as humanly possible. Well, it's I, working for them, so I don't see them getting rid of it anytime and, soon. And I think everybody else would want it too, because if 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 your mayor major player is holding a seventy dollar line, like that means everybody can do it. That's probably how they yeah. see it, you know. So, I mean, in, in the meantime, I think a lot of games on the Xbox are going to be seventy dollars too, right? I mean, the cross. Mm-hmm. They have a Ubisoft game comes out for 70 on PlayStation. It'll be 70 on the Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, publishers have the right to charge whatever they want. And we've been getting, you know, groomed to pay $80, $90 for gold or platinum edition, special big, big box editions, you know? So it's editions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like I'm surprised it took so long, unfortunately, but, um, I, Going to the next gen, I'm 
at this point, I only buy like one brand new game a year, maybe. Yeah, um, I remember you saying that. That like kind of surprises me, but yeah, I... like it's got to be like the big triple game, triple quadruple A game. Yeah, like uh, Assassin's Creed and um, Cyberpunk are probably gonna be the only two games I buy mm-hmm. brand new. Well, I take that back. Launch, I'm buying a few games. I'm also getting Call of Duty, but uh, generally, I wait for Game Pass or I wait for uh, something used. If I can get it used, which I don't buy a lot of used games anymore either. No, I just wait for Game Pass yeah. because those are day one for Microsoft games. So or Black Friday, you know, buy it. at most most of the time when I spend money on a brand new game is thirty five dollars between thirty and forty for Black Friday. And you are a disciplined you're a disciplined yeah. lad because I spend way more on games than I should be. It's it's definitely a problem for yeah. me. But yeah, I, I just different lifestyles, you know, like you don't have a family. Got, yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't want to put it that way. You have different. No, uh, no, it's, I mean, you've got responsibilities different... than yeah. I do. Yeah, and understand. Yeah. So you're a responsible man. So. Yeah, I spent a hundred dollars on shoes and mittens and uh, snow attire for my kids yesterday. The necessary. So, yeah. Yeah. Bundle those kids up. <laughs> yeah, because so... they won't stop freaking growing. I don't think they ever stop growing. That's the other thing. They oh don't God. Eat, an eat, alarming eat, rate. Eat, and eat and eat and eat. Astronomical pace child All right, what else what else you got for predictions um here's one that you're gonna not like <laughs> um dual sense i think that it is like i said tinfoil tinfoil hats half on but i really do believe this dual sense is about to change console gaming for playstation and i think by the end of this generation microsoft is going to in- introduce haptics into their controller in a much greater way than it is right now and adaptive triggers and all that stuff. My only thought really is this. Don't underestimate a controller. It's the front porch of your gaming experience. Yes, it makes a great first impression. And, you know, we talked about this last week, and I agree with you. I'm skeptical about how third parties are going to use this, if at all. Um, But a controller is like the front porch of your gaming experience. It's your first impression. More importantly, though, it defines like defines the experience you have. Like to me, the genius of the Nintendo Wii for everything, for all its shortcomings, as I see it, it really created a controller that like changed the interface of games for newcomers. But it changed the interface of games and it made it the the centerpiece of that console was that controller for for the Wii. Now, I'm not saying this is like Wii in the sense that it's making it creating an interface that welcomes people who feel kind of probably scared of video games because they seem it, it what i'm saying is dual sense is like the waggle moment for core gaming <laughs> this is this is the new waggle but this is put for your core strap gamers. on yeah that's right put your strap on and it's gonna be it's like the controller will be synonymous with technology in console in five years and i think it's going to expand the gamut of how games like affect our experience playing them. I really do think that controllers have not really changed that much in the last two cycles. And this is a waggle moment for core gaming. I mean, like I said, tinfoil hat half on, but everything I'm hearing about the dual sense is wow. That's that feels different. Even like digital foundry, John Lenneman, like one of the first things he said was I haven't been impressed with a controller in a really long time. And like that means something. And everybody I've seen have reactions are like, damn, this this thing is 
is really really cool and he you have was to paid to say that <sighs> they're all of course paid. of course well, i really and the good thing is i mean it's not like sony owns haptic feedback like this can be integrated into any controller really but i really do think that this is something that makes them unique at least out of the gate and i think it will influence other controllers i do well, i really do. hope it's not a gimmick hopefully it catches on and becomes a thing it's be nice to you know like you said controllers haven't done much they've had their things here and there but that's no, why but that's why the xbox controller hasn't really changed much like well when you get control, it right you, know? you don't need to change yeah it. it's like they you know they figured it out the first time and just kind of iterated it iterated on it then there's nothing wrong on. with that. There's nothing wrong with that. In no. fact, I remember them saying, like, we put a lot of R&D into the, just the damn controller. A lot of people don't even think about that. But, like, those things go through R&D, baby. That takes a lot of time to get. There. Yeah. Yeah. The the different. If you ever seen them all sitting on a table, just the yeah, different shapes right. and sizes. And... Exactly. Yeah. All flavors. Oh. Well, hit me with one of yours, Sonic Boom. Hit us. Ooh. Hit um, it hard. Hit me hard with something crazy. Get your tin full that. I'd be shocked if Game pa- uh, GameStop made it through the next 10 years. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I... I don't know, dude. Microsoft threw him a life raft. Jesus. In a way, yeah. I mean, they... Money changed hands. You know, they're not just giving away their uh, tablets and their, their stuff for free, but I just... I don't see used game stores uh, as what they are now. Like... Mm-hmm. If you've been in a game store re- recently, it's just like it's 90% of it is Zelda lamps, Kirby pillows, and Overwatch socks, and a, yeah, it is. a whole wall of pop figs. It's, it's collectibles, like, man. It's, it's not it's not video games, you know? Like no, they can't no. like the the days of selling video games, it's just not it's just not where it, where it's at for brick and mortar anymore. It's it's rapidly changing. And it's interesting to think I actually this is a really good topic that you thought of, but it's funny because like <laughs> I am feeling older all the time, and while I don't have to go into my age and all that, um, I feel it definitely in video game stores because the like it is changing. It is changing, and it has changed. This console generation, I really started to notice it. But man, that it, it tells you like how critically important it is what these consoles do and how software is delivered to us. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of a it's just kind of a touchstone of gaming culture is GameStop. And I know a lot of people hate it, but I like that it was around and I like going in them. I like going visiting GameStop just for shiggles, but I agree with you. I think they're going the way of the dodo, unfortunately. Hell, even Best Buy is having a go of it right now. So, yeah. My, my, the missus works there and I'm just shocked that people, <laughs> the amount of money they make off of things is just staggering. Oh, really? Well, I actually love Best Buy. I hope that they're around forever. I love. It's that. gotten better, yeah. Sometimes but I'm biased, I like so. I, I like Best Buy a lot. All right. Well, shoot, I had one other one. Now you keep riffing. I had another one. I'm trying to think of. I I'm just sorry. I know. I keep cutting. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I had it, and then I I stopped, and I looked. What was it? It'll come to me. I have. This is my biggest tinfoil hat, and you're going to love this one. Okay. And yeah, so, and I'm sorry. I know I always say I talk too much, and I do, but. I love your voice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Okay. Uh, You know me as Matt, but my God given name is Sony Warhorse. (laughs) 
The your people your Christian soldier name? Like my Christian <laughs> soldier name is Sony Warhorse. And um, I'm really excited about the PlayStation 5. We've talked at times about like the technology between the Xbox Series X specifically and the PlayStation 5. I think the console war is all flaming around that, how they add, how they stack up, how they compare to each other. And <clears throat> I think a lot of marketing has gone into um, selling the Xbox Series X as a technological behemoth, which it is. It's interesting that Sony, by and large, has not really... Sony really hasn't countered with a whole lot of like technology, technology in terms of specs and this sort of thing. It's been interesting for me to watch. Um, this is my tinfoil hat, okay. I think the PlayStation 5 is going to change the way that games are designed. It's not going to happen right away. I've, I've personally always thought about video games as an art form just simply because they're creative endeavors. And I, like, I'm not trying to tinfoil hat you with this. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to sound like a Keep Sony Warhorse show. The, but like the PlayStation 5 IO complex is that is new ideas about hardware architecture. And I think you're going to see those concepts in the PC gaming space like in a year or two. It, I, I know. Tinfoil hat. OK, it's not going to happen right away, but it will happen. And I've I have a couple of podcasts that I listen to. So a lot of this is takes on what they have been saying and hearing from people that they know that work on these things and developers and the like um so i'm trying to like i'm not a highly intelligent man okay but i I've, I'm I, see, to, like, I see what you're saying i think uh, having a dedicated ssd is going to be a game changer down the road because having that the faster load times and that uh, the faster memory bandwidth and these uh better cpus is going to give developers more freedom to do things they just physically technically couldn't do before. And the thing is, I think like, okay, just based on what I've been hearing from them, this is from Moore's law is dead and, and red tech gaming. These are like two YouTube guys that talk a lot about PC and GPUs and all that stuff. But like for what they say is like the sharing of information between the caches on the GPU and the CPU and the PS five is like, that is, that's the secret sauce for them that they directly share resources in cash. And that concept is like, this is where you hear this crazy shit with our DNA three people saying that. <laughs> yeah. Because there's, but this is their words, not mine. So I've, I was, I've been hearing this stuff. And I'm like, where is this coming from? But apparently according to what they say is that like this sharing of cash resource, that is why this whole thing is coming up. Because that concept will apply to multiple GPU, like chiplets, sharing access to memory across dies. That specifically is what PCs will be doing in the near future. And that like low latency smart access memory between, it's all about this data management and sharing and low latency. Like I said, I don't pretend to know everything about it, but this is really it. It's the instant loading on the PS5, which is like theoretically impossible on anywhere else at this moment because of that the ps5 i don't know if you've heard of oodle and this kraken technology this is like data compression stuff but the ps5 will be able to go past 60 excuse me 17 gigabytes a second on the ps5 it has 16 gigs of ram so it can like fill a whole set of ram and 
crank it in under a second. That's like the whole that IO complex hmm. of the PS5. That right there, and that's like Xbox is really proud of the. I'm not saying it's more powerful than an Xbox. What I'm saying is the amount of RAM that they can crank through in a given second is that is the secret sauce for the PS5. And again, like when you're talking about teraflops, that's about like computational power. And the Xbox has that in droves also. But I'm saying it's it's that gigs per second thing. I'm not going to pretend to know where that goes from here. But like when you see like the tech demo for like Unreal Engine 5 version running on a PS5 and stuff like that, that has to do with that specific technology and the geometry engine on the PlayStation 5. The geometry engine on the PS5 is like a proprietary thing built by Sony, but it has to do with about it has to do with uh, tr- <laughs> more or less it has to do with like triangles and density and assets. And what if you go back and watch the Unreal Engine 5 demo, like they're talking about those exact things. Again, I this is half tinfoil hat, but I think that that it's just the I/O that is the PS5 magic. I don't know where that goes, but I think that that is what differentiates it. And that's what makes it special. And when you're talking about game design and development, again, I don't know where that eventually goes, but that's like you can, the damn thing will load high density, high detail assets as soon as you can turn the camera and look. It's 17 gigs in a second of data. That's fast. Yeah. I mean, Sony focused on speed. Microsoft went with power. So we'll see. Some radically different games here I'll in the next interested. four or five years. You know? And it's not going to happen right away. And I think out of the no. gate, people are going to be like, oh, these things look the same. Well, they're going to act the same yeah. for a while. I think with like Unreal 5 not even available yet and the RDNA tool tool sets just becoming available not so long ago that I think this this gen, it's going to take us a little bit longer uh, to see the, the true potential of these machines uh, compared to last gen. And Unreal Engine 5 is going to run on Xbox too, by the way. I mean, they said that. I think, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's one it's or two an... of their in house stuff is going to be. <laughs> I mean, they've it's going to be everywhere. They've been huge partners with Unreal forever. So, I mean, that's what Gears runs on. So, yeah, duh. But, um, anyway, that I just think the, the, the game design piece, it's just, it sounds kind of out. I don't know. It's not out yeah. there, but like, game design is going to change. And I don't know where that goes, but like to me, games are all about creative freedom. And when you have more of that suddenly in a way that we have, again, I'm not trying to sound like a Sony warhorse here, but like the the data per second, it's not just about load speeds. Like the SSD acts as RAM kind of the way that this unified memory works is what I hear. And like, they, like for example, the Xbox, like peak speed is like, I think six gigs a second, four to six, it's like six top. So if like that data that's available in one second, that's the all the difference for PS5. I don't know yeah. if that makes a difference long term, but I do think first like in-house Sony studios are going to do some really weird shit, kind of like what you see with Ratchet, which. I mean, that's just kind of a glimpse that that like, uh, what is it like he goes through a portal and the whole world is pulled in like that kind of stuff. It, yeah, we'll, a lot of people look at that and it's like, oh, that's kind of new. But yeah, we'll see more of that. For sure. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Where they go. I remember my other prediction. It hit me. Get crazy with it. Sonic Boom. Eh, I guess it's another safe one, but uh, obviously both uh, 
Xbox and PlayStation are going to be buying more uh, developers because that's just kind of the that's the quick and easy way to get your stable up and running is to yeah. just buy talent, you know, because opening up a new studio is it's hard, it's costly, and it's slow. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. definitely see uh, Xbox and soon making another huge acquisition. I wouldn't even say they are going to buy Ooh. a Japanese studio. Ooh, please don't say Capcom. Oh, dear God. No, it's me, Platinum. Oh, Platinum. Yeah, that would actually be a dope-ass acquisition. That's, for that's a feather they need in their cap. They're going to squash the beef with uh, Scalebound mm. and that debauchery, that money pit. And uh, they're just going to get good with uh, Japanese courts and the higher-ups because there's rules and regulations around uh, buying and selling uh, companies in Japan when it comes to foreign entities. Really? Uh, and yeah. Talk me, but I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm a botanist. I don't know the actual ins and outs of it, but I know that Microsoft just couldn't come over there and throw a bunch of money at them. It had to be approved. You know, kind of like we have the FCC here, which, you know, for whatever that is, <laughs> <laughs> they have to approve some of these larger uh, mergers, acquisitions, sure, sure, sure. Um, buyouts, things like that. So. Dude, uh, but I yeah. don't know why I hadn't thought of Platinum. That's like a perfect, that would be a perfect match it's, for Microsoft. It's a hole in their portfolio. I mean, they've been trying to crack that Japanese nut for ever. I mean, they had that studio they opened up. Uh, was it Mistwalker? Mist... I'm not sure, sorry. Yeah, and you know, they put out some games that were definitely catered to that audience. They had that big event for the 360 there. Like they've, you know, Phil flies over to uh, Asia, you know, a couple times a year and does his thing to get, you know, the, the Budokai marketing rights. <laughs> so His annual. Yeah, I think his persistence will start to pay off. Well, dude, I mean, if the uh, if the Series S shows any kind of is any kind of sales indication like that, that's a pathway for them. Yeah, and I, I think that's awesome. It's going to be really interesting to see how that market takes to the Buick PS5, because Which, I think the yeah. form factor is so important to the Japanese market. And the Series S is way more like, I don't know, I don't want to say They're about size there. I mean, there's pictures of them laughing at the size of the original Xbox is how big it was. And yeah. it's one of the reasons it didn't sell is because it's just too big it's for enormous. Japan. And then you got the Series S, which is, you know, the size of a Coke can. Like That thing is, I think the that, Series S form factor is so cool. I that really might, like you know, rejuvenate console gaming because console gaming isn't as big in Japan as people think it is. It's all about mobile now. Yeah. So you don't want those, those gotcha games with that Genshin impact on their phone. So damn right. I like that. I like that. Um, do you have any more? Um, any more predictions? No, like I didn't have anything too crazy. You know, play it safe. That I guess I didn't no. either. But I, dude, actually, um, let's do two things. Sonic Boom. Uh, if okay. you are ready to go to quickfire questions. Oh, I am. Okay, but before we do that, I want to tell the people next week, and actually, maybe we can do a short business meeting here without Greg, but. Um, yes. Next week, obviously, next Tuesday, the 10th Xbox drops, and then next oh, Thursday, the 12th PS5 drops. We're wanting, we're hoping to get two podcasts Trying. out next week. Fingle, fingers crossed. 
fingers crossed and just be patient with us but we're hoping to drop one on wednesday the 11th and on friday the 13th just to give our quick knee-jerk reactions or knee jacks if you yeah, will next like a, a true short episode like an hour tops of just yeah right in and out burger what do you think what do you love? what did it smell like but yeah what did the styrofoam taste like yep taste it smell it live it love it all those things but i'm yeah. really really interested to hear i'm actually really interested to hear your thoughts on the series uh, series x song boom assuming you get it on time jesus yeah i'm gonna be yeah, praying we'll for you boy damn yeah i'll pray for you too we tell it's in our hand you know <laughs> yeah i so, know i don't believe it. that's why i took days that's why i didn't take tuesday off because i don't trust anyone or anything so. yeah i didn't take thursday off for the same reason i'm like yeah. nope you're gonna screw me over yeah someone all right let's go to our quick fire question sonic boom and all right passing the torch to you because this week mm. it's your turn to to turn it on me it's it's your opportunity uh, just get this yeah. there we go and these better all be right. the quick fire oh like what my unicorn name would be or something <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into it quick let's fire it. questions matt Phil spencer or peter moore spencer nice sean Layden or andrew house Ooh, damn um i'm gonna surprise you i'm gonna say house that's the right answer all right well what about you i want you to answer too phil uh, spencer spence, andrew house peter. yeah peter moore oh, nice. i love the guy but Everything he touches just it breaks. Dreamcast, Xbox, it just Spencer yeah. does so much for Microsoft. I, yeah. We don't He's have to go treasure. all into it. He he is amazing. He's really great for Microsoft. And he's great for gaming. Yeah. Writ large. I'm gonna miss Sean Layden too. No, I, yeah. I like Sean that's, Layden. I like Sean Layden. Yeah, that's a whole other story, but yeah, he got bullied out. Uh all right, here we go. What was the Xbox best new IP this gen? And why is it Sea of Thieves? Oh, why is it? <laughs> well, here's the thing: I have to reserve my res- my I have to reserve my uh, perspective on some of these because I haven't played a lot of like I have never even touched um, Sunset Overdrive. I have it. I oh, know. I know it's really that's really sacrilege. Bad. I know it sucks. It's it's terrible. Sea of Thieves really really interests me, and conceptually, I think it's like one of the dopest things Microsoft has done this gen. Um, if you're talking about IPs, oh dear God, like I'm having a hard time. They're not IPs from Microsoft. I think Ori was phenomenal, and I think Cuphead was one of the mm-hmm. finest constructed games this entire generation. It wouldn't have mm-hmm. happened without Microsoft. Um, yeah, and we're still waiting on that DLC, whatever, <laughs> whatever we get that. Yeah, right. What is it even going to be called? Like, uh. And there's a name it's got lady the uh, lady chalice in it right okay. chalice miss chalice I'm see that's how little know. we know about because it it's yeah anyway all right quick fire what all about right, now that, wait, uh, wait 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 i want to hear from you baby you uh, say so thieves yeah that's yours? i think it's got the most potential was, it's just a fun right. pirate sandbox of just having fun i hope they keep uh iterating on it because it can have like brand new life on series X. yeah it's going to go right into where they're going as a company. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, the Ori's and the Cupheads are phenomenal. And I think um, those are going to spin off and keep going uh, and doing great things. And Sunset Overdrive 2, I hope it happens. Even well, if it's on the other box. Make it. 
So I mean, okay. Here's the thing, though: isn't Sunset Overdrive? Sunset Overdrive wasn't that second party, so like Microsoft would own the IP of Sunset Overdrive, even though they don't obviously. No, they published Omniac. it, but uh, Insomniac owns it, just like Crytek owns um, Rise. I didn't. I should have known that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Kadezy. Yeah. So, um, now that PlayStation has a proper 4K Blu-ray player, what will be your first 4K movie that you play? Well, I already own a ton of 4K Blu-rays, and the first thing I actually put in there to watch maybe 1917. Ooh, I that is a that. phenomenal conversion. That's a phenomenal, stellar yeah. film. 1917. Nice. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's great. I need to. All right. Um, if you had to leave one PS IP behind, what would it be, and why would it be Days Gone? <laughs> Days Gone. Um, I haven't played Days Gone yet. I know Sacrilege. Also, they're actually <laughs> what? man, you are the worst no, I pony, am terrible, dude. I am My terrible. God. I'm a I'm a beast. You pony. are a wolf in horse. Sheep. <laughs> I know it's true. It's so Wait, what's true. the what's the a sheep in sheep clothing? clothing? Yeah, you're. You're a donkey in horse clothing. You're just hee-hawing your way through the stables. Jeez, you are mean today, my brother. Um, No, it's true. I'm a phony. I'm a fraud. <laughs> Sony phony. Get it? I'm a, that's actually really good. Um, Days Gone. I don't... I want to play it. I don't think it's on the, on the level of their other in-house. Um, I'm not in love with Horizon Zero Dawn, although obviously you wouldn't want to do anything with that because the whole world seems to love it but me. Um, Christ, I should. I'm fine. I'm fine with holding Days Gone as a as a placeholder. Why am I not thinking of first party games? Hold on. Why? What do you think? Mm, I mean, obviously, I wrote it in there. Days Gone. Yeah. Right. Right. So, I guess so. so. Have you played? Have you played Days Gone? No. God, no. Why not? And why? It, lo- it? it just looks like another generic zombie game. Like I, Call of Duty is another I, generic shooter, but that's I good. got. I got, you know, The Last of Us too. Like, I don't need a motorcycle, you know, like, I don't, whatever. So I, I can't wait for you to play Last of Us 2. I know that's going to be one of my uh, Black Friday gets. So I should so, if I can find time between everything else that's coming out. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Last quick fire question. What do you think is uh, Xbox best acquisition this last gen? I mean, Say okay, the last you're not including Bethesda in this then. Uh, this this current generation, yeah. I mean that doesn't officially go through till next year, technically. Uh, but you can you can include that. I mean, shit, it's got to be that. Uh, that's the easy answer, but mm-hmm. I think that it change it immediately changes the landscape of gaming. It's seismic and it changes my. To me, it just reiterates Microsoft's whole strategy, and I think they are trying to beat Sony at their own game. Um, it's going to be... I don't, I'm going to get to the point where I don't even know what the hell they're going to do with their IPs. I, I, I think that they should go exclusive. I do. I think that they should try to beat Sony at their own game, and at the same time, change the whole sales model with what they're doing there. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they can kind of have their cake and eat it, too. And they're big enough to do it. They can eat hand over fist money cost expenditure for whatever sales model they want to do or really whatever they want to do. So they're in a unique position to big enough to fail on a lot of things. 
but I gotta say that. But I think that their best Cuphead was so damn special, and I know they didn't. That's not really no, they don't own that studio. They don't. That's not your question. But I think that they should have. I know. I wonder how much money they turned down. Just like I wonder how much money like um what's blue. What are their name? Blue, blue, blue point. Blue point. Yeah. Who makes PUBG? What's their, what's the, the company that, uh, the guys, uh, unreal or not unreal, uh, player unknowns, whoever run, makes that, that studio. I wonder how much money they turned down from Microsoft when PUBG came to Xbox. PUBG Corp. Yeah. I mean, I want to call them blue balls, but that's not right. Blue, blue hole, blue hole. Is it blue hole? Blue hole. Who did the port for Titanfall to the 360? Wasn't that Blue Point? That's Blue Point. Because didn't they just do something for the PlayStation? Well, Blue Point oh. is making Demon Souls. There you go. Okay. Blue, Blue Point. Yeah, Blue, Blue, Blue Hole. Point. Blue, that's so confusing, isn't it? Yeah, Blue yeah. Hole is, is player. And people dog on the Xbox Series S and X. Come on. Come on. It's not that hard. It's <laughs> Okay. <laughs> It's at okay. least annoying, is what it is. Yeah. Is it going to matter in the yeah. end? No, but it's at least yeah. annoying. I wonder how much money. How much how much money they turn down? Okay. How to be? Uh, I have one quick fire question for you. Oh, this doesn't count. This this is just off the top of, top of my head. If okay. you could have the Xbox magically take one IP from Sony, what would it be? Ooh. Could be anything. Well, my knee jack would be God of War. I was just about to say it's got to be God of War. Yeah. Um, Bloodborne would be a close second. Bloodborne. That's yeah. kind of surprising to hear you say that. Yeah. Because that would fit there. I'm just trying to think of what. Uh, hmm. Yeah. It'd have to be a, a single player game. Because. Yeah. Um, Microsoft's MO the last 10 years has been multiplayer. Everything's got multiplayer. Everything's got four player. Everything's, you know, everything's sure, sure. play with everybody. So it'd be nice to have them just have a single player game. Are you at all worried about the sales model for your, what they're doing to, to kind of make single player games be service based more than a traditional single player game for Microsoft? Did that question make sense? Mm, in what terms like what game are you getting um, at okay like for example like halo is an example i i see halo as being a service based yeah game. Um, i don't think it'll be any worse than what they've had in the past they've had rec packs you can mm-hmm. spend money on halo 5 and that wasn't uh too intrusive mm-hmm um, I know people were out there talking about how armor skins for Halo Infinite were supposed to be five dollars, but that was like a a promotional thing. Um, until yeah. they announce prices like that's, you know, you can't you can't put too much stock in that. So, because I think by by definition, with when you run a competition uh, and you're giving away something, you have to state what it's you know it, it's it's financial value is. And they probably just gave it something, you know. So. But uh, no, I'm not worried, you know. I like just traditional. I'm an old I'm an old pony. Um, I really like traditional just one player. 
it ends it begins and it ends and then yeah. that's that's it that's all goodbye yeah. it that's was all. nice that god of war was just that was it i still think i haven't played uh the, the, i almost said this is us too <laughs> oh the, <laughs> la- <laughs> the oh, last of god. us too oh man can you imagine that i don't see kate getting away from any <laughs> zombies <laughs> uh anyway um <laughs> I don't. I still think uh, The Last of Us needed a sequel. I think it was finite in its execution, and um, the fact that now whatever ending you chose is mute. You know, moot because who knows? I'm assuming you picked. Since we're going further, I'm guessing you have to save Ellie in the first one to continue the second one, but don't spoil it. So. Yeah, it's been it was really interesting to see the extreme reactions for The Last of Us Part 2. I yeah. don't disagree with you. Last of Us was arguably the best game on the PlayStation 3. It was a really, really awesome game. Um, it could have been fine by itself. It was. It was great by itself. Thing about Last of Us Part 2, I think that. Uh, I think it's way more complex than Last of Us Part 1 in its storytelling. And yeah, I think it makes the reaction on the internet, I can see why. Unique. It may, it's it makes it unique, and I, I don't know. It's it kind of goes into like why I really love Sony in house games. They are kind of art house and up their own ass kind of, but no. I think that's I think that's awesome. I think that's really cool. I think video games can do way more than they do, and uh, I don't know. I think it's cool that a, that one of the big players in the game believes in that in storytelling in that way. You know, they're not necessarily scared to make a huge investment on something that might fall flat. I I just think that's cool. That's all. That's my thoughts. Sonic Boom. Cool. Well, so, kids, five no, days from now, you're going to have a new system in your hands. It's going to be oh beautiful. My God, Tuesday the 10th, Microsoft. I hope they all ship to you beautiful yeah. children, and I, I hope that you all get your grubby little paws all over that thing. It's like Christmas and New Year's, but it's in November. And Can't it's wait. Better and the PlayStation yeah. Five on the twelfth. <clears throat> so I guess we can sign off with that song. Boom! Where can the people find you? Oh, you can see me at the Pie Piper on Twitter. And hey, how about Twitter. yeah? How about this? Um, if you guys want to write into us and ask questions, or just tell us how awesome we are, or tell us how we can improve your listening experience, you can write to us at uh, what is the email address? While I pause and think about it, uh, cross platform chat at Gmail. Send us your Gmail. Yeah. Um, send us your fanfic, your uh, predictions for the next coming apocalypse, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. And we're at Crossplat Chat on Twitter. Is that right? Correct. Yes. At and Instagram. And on I Instagram. I think that's what I got for Instagram. I don't know. I don't gram. That's got to be you. You need to start putting your dollies up. I know. I, I really do. I really I will do that this weekend. How about that? <clears throat> You need to just give me credentials or I need to send you all the pictures of my dollies so the people can shame me as they mm-hmm. should. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. am on Twitter at the circle button and our our buddy Greg, get well soon, is at Jethrin, J-E-T-H-R-I-N. Best follow on Twitter. And I guess that will do it for episode six of Cross Platform Chat. Have a good uh, console launch, everybody. And we yeah. will smell you, smell you later. <laughs> smell you later. <laughs>
I suck at outros, man. I need to. No, that's great. <laughs> <laughs>